0: I'm Shannon, and this is a Workplace Side Hug. Side hugs are short, sweet, and to-the-point mini-episodes where we give you quick advice or workplace hacks to get you what you need, hopefully right when you need it. No matter what kind of hug we're giving you, the goal is always the same. Help us all build our workplace toolkit with a whole lot of empathy without a whole new degree. Because who the heck has time for that? Not me. Uh, okay Rami today we are answering an Instagram user question about leading teams and specifically we're going to focus on our second time leading teams based on all of the things that we did wrong the first time
1: <laughs> how did we get a chance to lead a team a second time Shannon I with mean, all the things we did wrong the first time I-
0: wonder sometimes it really did feel like a miracle because that first time for me was pretty brutal I don't know about what your experience was but mine
1: was awful yeah (laughs) and I think it's funny because a lot of people I talk to are like yeah my first team that was rough yeah like that was rough like I don't know what it was but it was a bad time and so I know that people have a lot of stress about going into that second time. I had a lot of stress about going into leading a team a second time yeah. because my first experience was not what I hoped for.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I don't think I had stress going into leading a team the second time because I think I uh, I knew all the things i had done wrong. I was pretty clear about that. So I was excited to get to do it again. Yeah, I was excited to get to do it again, but I still cringe at some of the stuff that I did the first time of like, oh, wow. So, okay, Rami, what's your first tip for us?
1: I think from basically what you just said, I think think back to your first time leading team, what worked and what didn't be conscious about that and and your style and your, your first impressions, because those are going to stick. And so to Shannon's point, think about what worked, what didn't work and take a lot of that and and really set yourself up for success because the way that you have those first impressions with the team and, and kind of the way that you set yourself up then is, is going to be the impression that your team has for a long time. And so set the best impression you can right away um, about both your leadership style, the way that you'll support the team, uh, the way the team can support you. I think all of that coming with that up front and being really conscious about that, I think will help you succeed. I know for me, it was a huge change from my first team to my second team coming in and saying, okay, this is how I lead. This is how we're going to do things. This is how I'm going to support you guys. And this is what I'm going to expect from you guys. And this is how we'll work. And, and I need to know what you guys need from me. And And that, that set a very different tone than my first team.
0: Yeah. I think I said this in a recent episode, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, It reminds me of that quote, start as you intend to go forward. And so it sounds like you did a a much better job the second time around of setting, starting with a tone that you could carry forward with.
1: Absolutely. And I think too, now I think about like our first time leading teams, as much as we had support and as much as we had some amount of training and and all of that, like managing people is really, you get better at it by experience. I don't think anybody comes in as like, I'm really good at leading people. Look, I got my MBA. I did this. I've never led teams before, but I'm going to be really good at it. Maybe there are. I don't know. But I feel like most people, it's that experience of doing it that really helps them find their own leadership style and management style and allows them to get better at what they're doing. And so... I think it's really about how do you set yourself up that second time to really succeed that second, third, fourth, fifth time. It's really how do you lead with that intention?
0: Yeah, I love that. So key takeaway on reflection there. Okay, my first tip for us on the second time, first tip on the second time leading a team is to think hard about emotional intelligence and not colluding. So this is a direct mistake that I made a lot in my first leadership role I think I was young, I was foolish, and I wanted to be everybody's friend. And I didn't recognize my role as the leader sometimes. So I would take on stuff that just was not mine to carry. And there's another quote that I love of like, you can care, but you do not have to carry when you are leading the team. So how do you express care for your employees? Like, oh, I'm so sorry you are up against a wall in this deadline or something because you procrastinated like a mouthful, like whatever it is, <laughs> but you don't have to carry it for them. And I did a lot of carrying like, oh, sure, I'll execute those pushes for you in my first team. And I purposefully set a tone of like, no, I'm not going to collude with you. I'm not going to say that your, your cross-functional partners were, are such terrible people for this. Uh, I, I'm going to care but I'm not going to collude and I'm not going to carry.
1: Well, and I I was thinking about this and I was like, would I really like my manager if they did my stuff for me? I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would like them more than someone who said like, no, get it together. Like go figure it out. Cause I think about, I've had managers that have done both, right? Managers who are like, we need to get this done. Like I will help you. Like, let's just do this thing. Yep. And then I've had managers who are like, I will, I will sit down and talk through it with you. Yep. You got to go figure it out yourself. Yeah. Right. Like you got to go physically do this thing. And I think those are the managers to me, the ones who care, but don't carry to continue with your quote, I think are the ones that I've appreciated a lot more because I've learned a lot more from
0: them. Yeah. And I think, no, I don't think any of your employees expect you to get into the dirt with them on things. But I will say, I do think I liked it when I had a manager who would, like, help a girl out. I but I agree with you that I don't think those were the managers that I ended up really respecting them from a leadership approach.
1: I right. might have and liked it.
0: Like, they, they coddled me. They carried me a little bit. But I didn't respect it. Well, and
1: that's not to say that you shouldn't, you should never, ever do that, right? Like, there will be a moment where it's like, we all have to pull together and do this thing right now. Because if not, like, everything's going to go off the, the rails. But I think it's how do you prevent yourself from doing that even frequently or even infrequently, right? The carry piece. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I agree with you on like the, you don't have to never do that. Like, I don't know. I would lend more towards the side of.
1: Never, ever, ever. Don't do it. Like if everything's going off the rails and the team needs to pull together to do something manually to get it done.
0: I think there's like a pull together and there's a, doing you know there's like a the difference between leading and doing and how can you lead them through it and maybe not do it i don't know maybe that's not a popular opinion but i just i think it's a no, slippery I, like I think it's a slippery slope that i've seen too many folks fall into where they do more of the doing than they should
1: no no i like that so what i'm gonna take away from what you're saying shannon is even if you do get in a situation like that how do you lead the team and support them to do it? So maybe that's, hey, we all got to stay late and do this thing. My job here is going to be to support you guys. And maybe I'm going to go get dinner and bring it back and keep uh, like our energy high. Yes. And like get us through this thing. Yes. Um, And be here to like troubleshoot issues. But I am at no point going to carry.
0: Right. I'm at no point going to get in the Excel spreadsheet with you. I'm at no point going to like. Yeah, I like getting the accessibility, like doing it for you. I will get in the Excel start, cheat, and strategize with you, but I'm not going to do it.
1: I like it. Okay. I like it, Shannon. What's your next step? You tip? made me a believer. I think it's the same thing with everything in life. I think we struggle to let go of things that we didn't do as well as we wanted to, or we liked, or were embarrassed by, right? It's that meme of it's three in the morning and you just remembered that stupid thing you did when you were seven. And so my advice here is, if your first time was bad, leave that behind. You've done more. You've grown. You're not the same person. Mm-hmm. And you really have to be willing to move past that to succeed in your in your second, in your third, in your fourth role.
0: Do you feel like your first time was that bad? Oh, I was awful. I don't remember. Rami, well, we were...
1: Yeah. Rami Uh, and I were leading
0: teams for the first time together. Like we were peers leading teams. I didn't think you were that bad.
1: (laughs) Oh, it was awful. No, it was really bad.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know like you were that deeply traumatized (laughs) from that experience. I was pretty traumatized, but not like, like I do it again. Um, okay.
1: But Shannon, that was like us in the middle of war. Like, I don't think like I look back on that time. Like, yeah, Shannon was a great partner and we were both going through a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I think it's hard to
0: both of our in teams in that were moment. Total disasters. <laughs> well,
1: that's what I'm saying. So now that you look back on you're like, no, that was all real bad. Like it was good that we had each other to support and be like you're not awful yeah but we probably should have been saying no you are awful let's (laughs) just find a way to get through this and move past it at some point
0: yeah yeah okay i'm with it i'm with it what do you
1: got for us shannon
0: okay so this tip i'm just gonna wrap under the umbrella of leading from behind so again i think like you want to get out and you want to lead but how do you challenge your team to lead as well where they can or like, ask them to come alongside you on certain moments. I'm sitting with this. Because I'm like, does this contradict the advice that I get earlier? Really? I don't think it does. Because what I'm thinking of here is where can you ask your team for help? I think I put a lot on my shoulders as mm-hmm. a leader the first time to do a lot of the carrying, when really, I could have benefited from the expertise that my, my employees had. To make it easier, more efficient, better for everybody. But I was putting a lot of ownership on me to do it all myself and figure it all myself. When I hadn't been in that business before, mm-hmm. and when I hadn't led a team before, and when I hadn't had, to, I was integrating two teams into one team. There's just a lot of firsts for me in that experience where I think I could have done more partnering. So, how I did that differently the second time was when I came, when I came back to a different part of the company that I hadn't been a part of for a while, I did what I called teach me topics. And I asked, I sent out like an Excel spreadsheet to the nine people on my team. And I said, Hey, here are different things that I don't know anything about. Like stuff has really massively changed since the last time I was in this part of the company, I need you to teach me what are the critical things that I need to know. And it was so helpful for me to do that because it helped me see what my employees were individually passionate about. What what do they choose to sign up for? Like, yeah, they really mm-hmm. wanted to teach me about omni channel retail. Like, amazing, great. This person is the person that I can now go to anytime that it's time for our team to strategize on an omni channel um, integration like retail problem. Like, this is the person to reach out to
1: and have them and have them lead those pieces, or have them like co lead with you, or, or what's the De- what's the intention there?
0: Depending on the circumstance, right? Like, maybe they maybe there are things that they can just lead, and maybe there are things where I still need to lead, but I know that. They will be the first person to buy in on whatever my uh, proposal is.
1: Got it. Okay, I like that. So, from the beginning, setting that tone, because I think if you don't set that tone right away, it's going to be weird if six months later you're like, hey, somebody want to explain to me how Omnichannel works? Yes. And you're like, Shannon, why didn't you ask this six months ago? Like, now you're asking, like, we don't, we're not going to help you. You're on your own.
0: I think it built a lot of trust in my second team that I, didn't ever. I don't think I ever really got there with my first time. If I'm being really honest, and so it helped me build trust really quickly. Quickly, and it helped me establish uh, the safety in that we are a learning culture on this team. Like we don't fake shit. We don't pretend that we know things that we don't. Like we raise our hands and we say, "I don't know." Who does know? And we source support in that way. So I think it was like a, a win in a lot of ways that I wouldn't have ever expected or imagined. (laughs) Like, I genuinely was doing it from a selfish place, and it ended up being one of the most strategic moves I could have ever made.
1: (laughs) Well, I like that. And I think it goes back to, I think it was Ben Franklin, who his way of connecting with people was always ask them for favors.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Which helped them build
1: trust, because it was like, oh, you're willing to be vulnerable and ask me for something. Like, I don't know you. You're willing to be vulnerable and ask me for something. Now you owe me. So that's fantastic. And so I think it just, it lets, it it does a lot in a very little span. So I like that advice, Shannon.
0: Okay, so wrapping it up for you guys, here's a refresh on the quick tips we shared. Tip one, engage in reflective practice. Think back to your last time leading, what worked, what didn't. Tip two, uh, reflect on emotional intelligence and where you might be colluded with your last team and how you want to be different as a leader there this time. Tip three, If your first time was bad, focus on leaving that behind. Try to be conscious of letting that go. And our last tip, think about how you can ask for help or leadership from your existing employees to help build trust and a learning culture very early on. I love it. With that, we'd love for you to connect with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs and share your tips in leading and maybe what you learned the first time around that you're now doing better the second time or third time or 20th time around. (laughs) I've been Shannon.
1: I've been Rami and this has been a Workplace Side Hugs.